Hello there, beautiful people of the universe. Welcome to my podcast, Shine Brighter with Liz. This is a podcast on personal growth and lifestyle development. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. My name is Elizabeth Danielle Pujadas, and we are in season two of Shine Brighter with Liz. In season two, I am taking the time to have conversations with people that I consider to be lighthouses in the world, light sources, or just people that are really putting out positive vibes out there. So today's guest is my friend, Manu Manzo. Manu Manzo is a singer, songwriter, and performer living in Miami, Florida from Venezuela. And in 2014, she went into the studio independently to produce her first EP titled Como Soy, which helped her define her unique style in combining meaningful lyrics with multiple genres, including Latin, jazz, urban, funk, R&B, and neo-soul effortlessly. Manu collaborated with fellow artists such as Alex Uwabo, Tommy Torres, and Luis Enrique. The EP would earn Manu her first Latin Grammy nomination for Best New Artist. She is now with Intulinia, Universal Music Group, and released her first two singles with the label Caminando and Sucia Boca, and is now currently working on a full-length studio album. Besides the arts, Manu is a huge advocate for personal freedom and believes in making choices that result in happiness without limitations. So without further ado, here's my episode with Manu. All right, we're recording. I'm super excited that you said yes to being on my podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm excited too. Yeah, I'm super excited. So we're going to dive right into this. So um, the first question like I like to ask all my guests is let's start from the beginning. What were you like as a child? What did you want to be? And what has been your journey from childhood to where you are now? My childhood. My childhood was fun. I've always, I, I remember having a great childhood. Um, thanks to my parents. I'm born in a family of artists. So ever since the beginning, it's kind of been normal for me to just like go to dance classes or go to acting classes and sing. And it's always been like a thing. I've gone with my parents to the studio. I've just like hung out there. So that's been my normal ever since, since I was a child. So I think that has influenced a lot. Like if I would have been a doctor, that would have been really weird. (laughs) Um, but I, I've sung my whole life. I've, acted my whole life and I actually thought my first love was acting which is interesting because when I actually did it my parents have always taught me like okay you can do whatever you want in this world but you have to study it and you have to really really do it you know there's that misconception that anything in the arts is like just talent and it's very easy you know and like we get we get that all the time they're like oh yeah like get a real job, you know? And it's like, no, it's totally a job and it's totally a career and it's, it's, it's just like anything else. You need preparation. So I acted, sung and danced in Venezuela, in Las Voces Blancas. I was born there. And then my family moved to Spain. My family moved to Mexico because of my dad's job. Uh, he's a TV director. And then we moved here to the US. And I always sung, like in all these places I remember singing, now, when I was in, in Spain, I was very little. I was four. I started doing it maybe like at five, six. And um, I came to the U.S. and I was a cheerleader, but like a competitive cheerleader for like five years, which now looking back and I'm like, that gave me so much discipline that it's like insane. And I kind of left the arts off to the side a little bit because I was so focused on on the sports. And then come to be 
high school and middle school also I always wanted to be like a Disney Channel actress which is kind of like yeah. embarrassing no nah, nah. you know but like I always wanted to and I would like send my resumes to like random people and like I wouldn't tell my parents that I was doing this and I would just like all I never booked anything but I was constantly doing things myself like how to do a resume let me who do I send the resume to hmm. and all these things and then I studied theater I did musical theater. I did all of that, like, outside of school. And then I was like, okay, I want to do this for real. My dream was to go to NYU and, like, study acting. Mm -hmm. And when I went to high school, I went to Arts and Minds here. Me too. Yes. (laughs) And I did acting there. I didn't do singing. I didn't do music. I did acting. I did theater. And I was like, first year, I was like, okay, this is great. And then second year, I was like, okay, I do not get along with these fucking weirdos because they're weirdos and it's fine. I love them. I can say yeah, that. They're, so they're so weird. And like, I just wouldn't get along with it. And like, I loved observing and I loved critiquing it, but I didn't really enjoy and love getting up there and like acting. Like it just, I don't know. There was a, there was just something that wasn't connecting. And I spoke with my teacher, a great teacher. Um, Larry? With Larry. Yeah. Oh, he's and the best. He's the best. I learned so much from him. And he like kind of caught up on it. And he was like, what's wrong with you? Like, are you okay? Like, are you happy? And I'm like, you know what? No, I'm not. Like, I don't, in other words, I don't like this shit. Like, it's just not yeah. connecting. And he was like, yeah, you know, like, you just have to explore and just like see what, what you do like. And then that summer, simultaneously, I was singing at this group called music lab that was like cover like a cover band so that was kind of my first experience singing with a band we would come in and be like okay today I want to sing before he cheats by Carrie Underwood and then they would arrange the song and then it would be like six singers so when I was singing lead they would be singing backgrounds and then when someone else was singing leads I would be singing backgrounds and that was really cool because I kind of learned what it is to sing with a band and the different rules that there is in a band and um they were like, oh, there's this summer program in Berkeley. That's amazing. It's five weeks. I want to go. I want to go. And I was like, oh, my God, I want to go, too. Like, that sounds fun. And I ended up being the only one that went. Like, no one else went. <laughs> and um, it was so dope because that's where I was like, wow, these are my people. Like, I enjoy this so much. And, like, I never thought I was going to go to Boston. Like, that was not even in my anything. I was like, I want to go to NYU or go to L.A. and, like, follow my acting dream. And um, I, I went and I, I was like, okay, these are people, let's do this. And then I ended up going to college there. And to Berkeley? To Berkeley. So that was oh, like wow. kind of like the whole, the whole process of me like really discovering what my true love was. So yeah. I kind of discovered my true love, like that I was actually wanted to do that in, I guess in like the eighth, no, like the 10th grade. Right. Yeah, like 10th grade or 11th grade even, you know, where I was like, okay, no, this is really what I want to do. Because before it was just normal. It was like, okay, I'm singing, I'm acting, like I'm doing all these things that I love, that I've been doing for my whole life, but I want to be an actress. And yeah. then I was like, okay, no, singing is, is the thing. Yeah. So. And did you feel like you were letting yourself down when you said, oh, I'm going to change an actress? Like, I know for me, there's been moments where like I meditate and I'll, you know, like I have a really strong relationship with God and I feel like music just kind of does that. Like it's very spiritual on its own. And I guess like, that's just what happens to me when I listen to music. I feel like, wow, like this is a whole different side of me that I can just be free and like very spiritual. And every time, like 
I listen to music, I feel like I'm supposed to be playing the piano. Like, I feel like it's called yeah. to me that like, I'm supposed to be doing that. But right. there's a really weird part of me that's like, what, like I had this really weird moment when I was a junior in college where I had a very spiritual experience because I'd taken an edible, which I don't do anymore, but I had yes. taken an edible and I was like, oh, wow. yes. <laughs> I was like, I'm supposed to be a singer. I'm doing my whole life wrong. Like I have this strong connection right. to music. It was like this weird moment. And I remember going to school and I was crying because I was like, I, I think I'm supposed to be, I think God is telling me I'm a singer. I'm just so confused. And right. what happens, we had a workshop with a woman that she was like a singer and actress and like, inspiring woman and all of these things and I acuerdo her name now but she was this inspiring woman and I told her I was like I feel like I'm being called that I'm a singer and not an actress I mean I'm, I know I'm an actress it's always been everything to me and that's what I'm good at but why am I starting to feel she's like well honey you're not just gonna be an actress you're not just gonna be a singer but you're gonna be this and you're gonna be that and your life right. has to be a yes and and so totally. she's like, and so just start listening to music and pop on your headphones and sing and enjoy it. And it was a moment for like me where I felt I was going to college, but I would always play it safe. There, there was a part of me that always wanted to be singing and dancing because that's as a kid, I was always singing and dancing for my family and right. acting. Right. But then you start getting older and you're like, but I'm not musical theater. Right. And so then you start getting pigeonholed that you're only an actor. And then, but I would look at all my musical theater friends and be like, that looks so fun. Like I want to be in that dance class or I want to be singing and I've done show choir, you know, in AM I did show choir and it was the first time somebody was like, Oh no, you can sing. And I was like, I can, I can. And it was like, thank you. But still to this day, like even I did a, a workshop in New York, it was like a two week intensive and I had to sing in front of a casting director that cast like Broadway's. And I was like, when they told me that I was going to have to sing, it was like somebody gave me the permission to sing and I got really excited and my partner was telling me, he's like, I love that you're focusing so much on the singing aspect right. versus like the acting stuff. I was like, yeah, yeah. I like, I have my monologues down. I just really want to make sure that the song is like bomb. Right. right? Like, from rent, it was like, you know, she's like, she's like super fierce in the song. So I was like, I want to make sure I get this. And then I remember like apologizing before going up to like sing my song. I was like, just so you know, I'm not a singer, but like make something just overcame me when I was singing that it was like, I became like a little girl. And I just sang, and like even at the end, I like did a twirl. Like I don't know what I was doing, but I was like, yeah. And then he was yeah. Like, and I was like, I don't know what that was. He goes, well, don't apologize. He goes, like you did so good, you even twirled at the end. Right. I was like, I know, but I guess it's just like I never had the fear to go for it for as an actress, but like for singing, there's always been those barriers. And I guess, I guess my question for you is, is like, did you ever feel that like? oh no, I'm giving up acting. Or do you feel like you can still do that? Or do you feel like you really only want to be a singer? I don't know. What is that like for you? You know what? I just feel like, as you said, we, as we grow up, we get like, kind of like these mental blocks that we don't have as children. Like I just remember being so fearless when I was a kid. And like, even like at 13, 14, I was like so fearless. And going back to my cheerleading days, like they would be like, oh, can you do this? And I'll be like, no, but I'll try. And I would just like go and pull some shit and like had no idea how to do it, but I just didn't care. And I wasn't like afraid of failing. And I think that's like something that I want to keep forever that we are so... Tenemos tantas facetas, you know, we're, we're so many dimensions and we can do so much that it's like, no, you're not just an actress. You can do, you can do it all, you know? And it's like, everything goes hand in hand, like acting, singing and dancing do go hand in hand and everything helps. And it's like, if you act, 
that's transmitting an emotion, which is just singing. Like singing is not just singing and sounding pretty. Like you're transmitting an emotion. You're telling a story. You know, dancing is the same thing, but corporalmente. So I, I never, I just think I got frustrated more with acting because I thought I wanted to do it. And because I thought that I loved it so much, but also I'm glad that I, went through that so I could realize that it, it wasn't what I loved you know because it's like what if I had never done it what if I had only kept doing like my lessons and being like yeah I love this and then I really didn't and I would have like applied for a college and like gone to a college for acting and then being like wait no this is not what I want to do you know right. so I think like trial and error is perfect like that's how you you know how you discover that you like to sing like one day you're like oh my god like I just also really want to sing like why you know why should you ever say no to that? I feel like I want to act eventually. I wouldn't be like, I'm first a singer and then I'm an actor. But it's definitely something that I would want to experiment with. And, and if I get a great role, I would, I would definitely do it. You know, it's not that I hate acting and I never want to do it. It's just not my first love that I would like move mountains for, how I would do for singing, you know? Um, but I think trial and error is like the best thing ever because that's how you figure out what it is that you love what you're good at learning your strengths and your weaknesses you know and like that that just really shapes like who you want to be and you can always change it throughout your 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 life man like we live a long life if yeah you really think about it you know like we're really young we're just like starting our life and maybe later on you figure out you want to do something else and like you should never block yourself from from accomplishing that because of fear right it's like staying in flow like staying in flow as, as, as if you were a child and, and, and sense of discovery. So it's like, if you do get called to maybe singing or maybe acting, or even if you're later on in life where it's like, why is this coming upon me? It's like, allow it to kind of like into a flow. And like you yeah. did so well, where it was like, you were honest with yourself. It's like, I'm not happy. Okay. But what's the next step? Okay. This is where I'm going to find my happiness. I feel like even without the arts, like there's people like, you know, I feel like maybe we've both been very lucky to know I love being an actress, right? Like we had this, like, it was almost like a compass, right? It like guided you through your life. Cause it was like, well, I'm going to go to a heart, uh, like an arts high school and I'm going to, you know, go to NYU. It's like, you had this vision from as a kid was yeah. like, I have so many friends where it was like, they didn't really know what they wanted. And so they didn't have that like compass to guide them. Like, you know, even my brother, my brother, he always loved video games, but he didn't realize that that was his passion. Like he, he just like was, that was his thing. Like he liked to do like he liked to play video games, but right. he was like, no, I'm going to be a nurse. Like, cause everybody told him like, you're super smart. You should be a doctor. Okay. I'm going to go be a doctor. But then after two years after college, he realized right, like, wow, hate this shit. Like I love helping people. I do like, and he does like, he's so selfless and he'll help everybody. And he's so nice to everyone. And he just yeah. wants to really be that for somebody. But then he realized like my passion lies in video games and, and creating those kind of stories so it's I guess being brave to give yourself the chance and forgive yourself to that you didn't have it totally. figured out right like you didn't you didn't like beat yourself up about like I'm not gonna be an actress and like it's just like okay I forgive myself I'm still discovering and at least it guided me to where I realized that this wasn't what I wanted but yeah. it's guiding me in a different direction totally and I and, and everyone has their their process you know and I feel like even looking back on it, like if you would ask any of my friends, except for my close friends who knew my passions, but if you would ask any of my friends in high school, like, oh, like, 
you're a singer like they wouldn't even know that you know it's like I wasn't even like out I wasn't I've never been the type of person that like I'm at a party and I'll just start singing you know how a lot of singers are that they just like bust a move and like start singing I've never been that person like in the superlatives in my high school like I didn't win most likely to be a singer someone Mm -hmm. else won that you know like musicianship or whatever the fuck those superlatives that they do I wasn't even in that because people didn't really know you know I wasn't really like in that motion like I wasn't in the choir I was in chorus classes and I would sing here and there but I wasn't like super super about it until after college that people were like oh shit okay I get it you're a singer like my first interview I ever did I'm never gonna forget it the guy I knew him because of my parents and he was an actor and he was interviewing me and he was like I had no idea you sang and I was like yeah I've been singing for like the longest time but I was never like super super out about it You know, like what I am now, it's not what I was then at all, even in confidence with my own craft. Like I was in a shell and like really internally trying to figure out everything. I've always also been, I guess, like a, I like to figure out things and see what I want to say, how I want to sound, like all of that. So I went through like a whole internal process before getting to being like, okay, I present you my art. So you know? funny because I remember the first time I saw you singing and your mom gave me your CD because I was with, um, I forget his name, but I'll, she was trying to give it to him. But I was like, oh, I want one too. Nice. And she gave me one. But after I'm like, she was probably trying to give that to people that were going to like push you forward. But I was just like, I want, <laughs> I want one too. So I listened to it in the car and I was like, man, it's so much like Hillary Duff. Like your songs were like Hillary Duff. And I remember telling you that one time we were at like a party. I was like, you remind me of like Hillary Duff. Like I love it. And so right now when you were saying I went through this thing, it was like, it was like Hillary Duff's metamorphosis. Like, you know, like, and I really felt that with your songs. Like I was like, and I did, I always would say, I'm like, this is so much like Hillary Duff. It just, it gives that like that, I don't know, that Hillary Duff vibe. I don't know. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. People take it differently and I feel like from that album up until now I've evolved so much you know even like musically and just like growing and like become like going from being a, a girl to like being a woman and like mm-hmm. learning how to say no because I was also really young like if you really look back on it and you're like 18 it's like that's really young you know like that's you think when you're 18 that you're like oh yeah I'm so old and it's like no dude you're so little and you're so young and you have so much more to just like even now you know I like when I'm 30 I'm probably gonna be like oh being 25 like I was so young but even just like all that learning process of like being able to say no when I don't like something you know being in the studio with all these big like huge people and being kind of like oh wow like maybe you know, I'm not going to be able to say no because they know more than I do. And it's like, no, it's, it's your stuff, you know? And, and, and musically from then I've evolved a fuck ton and personally as well, just like writing through, through all that, that process. So, yeah. Let's talk about, so you said you went to Berkeley and then, so you said right after college is when you really started taking it seriously. So what was there, was there like a fire under ass? Like I know for me, that like, okay, I'm leaving college was like, I need to launch at a thousand percent now because I know it's in my hands now. And like, I need to take all the actions. And I wasn't intimidated by it. I was excited. I was like, I'm ready. What was that for you? Were you just like, I'm ready. And I don't know, like, what was it that you kind of prepared yourself for? Like, what was your vision? What was it that like you started kind of gathering for yourself? Yeah. 
I've had a fire in my ass for my whole entire life. Like if there's one thing that I do take pride in is that I always find my own opportunities. And that's also something that I learned from Larry, from a theater teacher. He was like, don't wait for Hollywood, you know, to create your own, your own opportunities. And I think like for any field, that's like the best advice ever because no one's going to do it for you, you know? And, and that's something that I learned, I've learned now that I have a, a record label behind me and that you can never lose that because you're the motor all the time and you're you're the leader and whatever you portray and whatever you're doing people are going to follow if you're just allowing people to do shit for you you're going to just be waiting there forever you know and what happened to me in college is that before going into it I was always like I'm not going to finish college people don't finish Berkeley like if you really you know like a lot of people do but a lot of people don't for what I was going for I was going for um performance I wasn't doing like engineering or, or any of that I thought I wanted to do film scoring and I was like, yeah, right. I'm not going to do this shit. <laughs> um, and my experience in college was very different than maybe someone else. I can tell you it's an amazing school. I met the most amazing people. I have so many great friends. I have so many connections now that you see it as we grow older, how just like people just went into different, you know, different places. And, and those are your connections that you're going to have forever because these are the next A&Rs, the, the next record label owners, the next publishers, everything is, is you'll see it later on. But um, I never wanted to finish college. I was always like, I'm going to do two years and then I'm going to get out because I want to start my career. Okay. And college for me was like, I didn't connect as much to it because music has always been very, natural and very what I feel and I don't I'm not good with school I've never been good at following certain forms that I know are necessary but it just doesn't work for me you know like I didn't understand why I have to take music application and theory level five when I'm a singer like I think I should know certain things of course knowledge is power but why the fuck do I have to know all these crazy things like I don't even get it and it's frustrating because I'll be like I just don't get it like I'm trying I would go to um, I had a tutor and I would just be like, I just don't fucking understand it. Like, it just doesn't make sense. But then I would go to my, to my classes where I would have to play with the band and I would love it, you know? And I would go to another class where it was just like, all right, it was called like, um, fuck, I forgot what it was called, but it was something that was like, it sounded very technical, but it wasn't at all. And it was just like, okay, come in and be free and just like feel and, and sing whatever you feel. And like we would get in a circle and everyone would like make a sound and then the next person would make another sound and we would just make a song. And it was like so how dope because that's how I take music, you know? Like music to me is something very personal. Like whatever comes out, comes out. Whatever I want to express, I want to express. So I was constantly in my shell trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I had my producer here in Miami. Constantly we would be talking. I would send him ideas. I started singing in English instead of Spanish and I would always send him stuff. And I, I came down and I recorded some, some uh, cover songs of Lullaby of Birdland. That's a beautiful jazz standard. And then a Valerie cover that I never took out because I didn't like how it sounded. So just to have it when people were like, Oh, so what do you do? I would just show them instead of being like, Oh, I have this and this and this. And then I was like, you know what, I'm done with school. Like, this is just not working out for me. It was really cold in Boston. I wouldn't wake up for my 9 a.m. I would literally look at the window and be like, maybe tomorrow we'll try again. <laughs> like, no. 
and my mom, that was something that I was like, okay, so how do I tell my parents that I'm literally leaving school? And obviously at first they were like, bitch, there's no way, like you're staying <laughs> in school. And I was like, no, but I really want to start my career. Like it just, you know, I don't feel like I'm doing much here. There's 16 year olds that are doing so much, you know, it's like, I don't want to wait until I'm 21 to graduate and then start doing my shit. So finally they understood and my mom was like, okay, great. So you can leave school. You'll come to Miami. My nephew was born at the same time. So like I came when he was born and then I just stayed. And she was like, if you don't have a band in two weeks, you're going back to school. Whether you cry, I don't care. Like no importa. you're going back. So that was like, my mom has always been like super right. exigente, which is great. And she said, yeah, she was like, no, like zero chance. So I literally came and I had a band in two weeks. And then simultaneously, I started working on my project. My first EP, that's the one that you heard, Como Soy, which was completely independent. My sister is, um, she's a graphic designer. So she does all the graphics and all of that. And then my mom was like, my momager, she still is, but I have another manager now. And my dad was just kind of like the CEO of the whole thing. So it started very family oriented. And, and that's how it kind of just like, like started. But I didn't, I didn't finish college. I'm a, I'm a college dropout, an art college dropout. <laughs> a Berkeley college dropout. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh. An art college dropout. Okay, but you know what? I think, I think that's awesome. I know a lot of people that have always said like, oh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I, I coach a lot of actors and some of them will say, you know, I think I'm just, I want to just um, not go to college. I'm like, you know what? Follow your heart. Cause you never right. know. Like there's some people that don't even need school. They don't end up going to school. Like you totally. learn to experience. And I think that that's the beautiful thing. And even in no matter what, and I think we're coming towards a, a point in our, our generation is that we're kind of getting to the point where it's like school is not necessary because there's so much information out there that if you want to do totally. something, Find the people that you are can doing do it, it on your own. Yeah, right. you can find the people that are doing it and then connect with them and learn from them, have mentors, but take it serious. Like if you are going to exactly. want to do that, That's... yeah, you, like your mom said, like either you do this 100% or you're going back to school because it's not about a laziness thing. Right. It's about it's not like, oh, yeah, leaving school. No, so it's fun. like, yeah, no, it's like I got what I got. I'm ready to move forward and I'm ready to kind of put this into action because a lot of people see school as just a safety net. You know, yeah. and you're like, they don't want to start that fire. But you were like, okay, I'm ready to start this fire. I'm going to go out. So I think that's great. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So since we're on the topic of your music and stuff, I had those, these personal questions for you. So I know that you write your own songs. Um, yeah. So what is that um, like writing your own songs? I, I'm obviously very curious because I don't, like I come from an acting background. So I, I really want to know, like, what is that like? And then also for if any singers are listening, um, um, yeah, just like anything, anything that comes up for you, your process of writing songs. and I love writing songs because when I've been, when I've had really bad times, it's been very therapeutic. I went through like a terrible relationship mm -hmm. and that's when I had like, I had done my first project that I had like, I was focused more on the musical aspect of it and how I wanted it to sound rather than what I wanted to say. Cause I was like in a good place in my life, you know, I wasn't really. I mean, I had had a heartbreak, but it was like my first heartbreak and it had been kind of a while. So I wrote one song about that. But I was also learning how that 
I didn't know I was a good writer until I was put in a situation where I just kind of had to do it. And then seeing that, I was like, oh, shit, I can actually do this. Because my first project, I co-wrote a lot of the songs. And I co-wrote with very big artists that in the Latin industry, like Tommy Torres, who has written songs for fucking everybody and has had many number ones. Or Luis Enrique, who's an artist himself. And Alex Subago, whom I was such a huge fan of. And, and it was more, I was in the room learning and taking it all in because I just still didn't understand, like, how the fuck I was in the room with these people you know, and how can I say no to someone that has written 50,000 songs? Like, what the fuck do I know? You know, it's like my first songwriting session. So that process was different for me uh, from the next one, which I got signed to a publisher. Um, And a publisher is kind of the ones that take care of your songwriter side more than your artist side. So I had a deal with them where, where they were producing an EP for me and they sent me to LA to write with Americans who spoke no Spanish. And I kind of had to just book it for myself and figure it out. And thankfully I had a lot to say because I had been in that terrible relationship that just like, I had so much to get out, so much to get out. And I had five days of intensive sessions every day with someone different that I had never met before, that I had just no idea. It was just like, okay, let's create something. What do you want to talk about? How do you want it to sound? Cool, cool. And that was like my therapy session. I sort of got like, when I got out of there, I was like, wow, it feels like 15,000 pounds have been lifted off my shoulders because I just released it all. And also the publisher didn't know what I was going to come back with. You know, like sessions are very, they're very energetic and like vibe wise. Like if you don't vibe with the person, you're not going to get anything good. Um, I have yet to have a terrible session. Thank God. I've always had like good sessions, but those were awesome and when we when we heard them back they were like holy shit like you can actually write and even me I was like holy shit I can actually write like this is good and that my confidence just started from there and then and my process is just literally it's changed a little bit because I've realized that if I wait for my muse to come to me I'm gonna stay waiting forever Mm -hmm. and it's a job just like anything else and and practice makes perfect so obviously not every song I write is amazing but then out of three that I write one is gonna be fantastic and I used to write a lot I still do about things that happen to me personally depending on the where I'm at in my life like in that time it was all breakup songs not necessarily sad ones, but just however I felt and what I wanted to say and just releasing all of that. And then I also take from like other people's experiences that I experience firsthand because I'm friends with them. Mm-hmm. So if I see like a situation that's very interesting, I'll take that in and I'll talk about it and I'll write about it. And, and that's the process. I, I love co-writing because I don't play an instrument. I play basic piano, like normal chords, but I can't play the piano or play the guitar like that I can't play at all I'm just I I sing that's that's my instrument so I I enjoy co-writing because I also love other people's ideas and and what they want to say and how they perceive things and how they speak and I love working with producers now I'm doing more like the production like oh I'll have a beat and I'll write over that instead of like taking out a guitar and you know something comes up and then writing and then producing it how I used to do it before so that's kind of my process, just like going in and, and, and always, me personally, I always want to say something in my music, even if I'm writing about a party, 
I really think about like how I want to say it, how the the words that I'm choosing to to talk with and 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 always having like a poetic side to it because I was just raised like that like my my education wise was just like you know my my grandmother's a journalist so she's always been like you have to say things nice like, you can't be lazy so so I try not to be lazy sometimes I you know but I try not to be, la- be lazy with my writing and, and always come from a place of honesty from whatever it is that I want to write about right that's awesome and I love it because I'm learning so much and it's so interesting because like I said like I know so much about acting but I love learning about other people's industries whatever it is like we were talking about that. Like we love being with partners that are not in our industry, but yeah. it's so fascinating. And I think it's important too, to have that separation, but I think it's cool to have, listen to other people and really just listen because listen. I can just learn so much about your world and what your life is like and, and what your processes are like. And so you said you were working in rooms with people that like are big names um, in the Latin industry. And then you worked with Americans. Okay. So what was it like, like being in those rooms? Obviously you talked a little bit about like, you know, you struggled with the no at first, but did you ever have any imposter syndrome? Did you ever feel like, what am I doing in this room? Or do you feel like you had confidence in saying like, cause you said you are a very confident person. Did you assert yourself or was there a learning process to learn how to say your mind? How did that end up coming for you? Wow. I think that was a learning process. I feel like I've always been confident in different aspects of my life, you know, like, and, and it, it varies. And I mean, compared to how I am now, like I can go into a room now and like, I know that I'm supposed to be there. You know, it's like, I always go in there being like, if I'm here, it's for a reason. You know, it's like, no one really like put me in here. I put myself in here. This happened to me. I'm supposed to be here. Um, so I'm, I'm, and I, and I've done it so much already that I, I know how it is to be in a studio and be in a writing session and like how to bounce off ideas and being able to be like in a non-invasive or mean way to just say when you're writing with someone else being like, no, I don't like that. And then also understanding that the other person can tell you too, like, nah, I don't fuck with that. Like, that's not what I want to talk about, you know? And I've also written for other artists, which is an amazing experience because that's where I sit down and I listen, you know, where I have to be like, so what do you want to talk about today? What's going on in your life? Talk to me. Let me know what it is that you're feeling. Like, what do you want to say? That's and, and it's different. Yeah, it's wonderful because it's, I, I know what it's like to be on the other side of it and, and being able to do that for someone else is like the dopest thing and like write their ideas and talk about what they want to say is really great but but yeah the confidence definitely came after practicing and after being there because in the beginning like I told you I would be like okay what the fuck am I doing here like I can't say I don't like that you know like I can't I don't want to put too much input in in here um because I just didn't have that confidence that I that that I have now that I'm like okay no I can I can do this so, so it's, it's just gotten better the more that I do it, you know, practice does make perfect and that never ends. And it's always learning more and more and more, but yeah. it'll, it'll come. That's beautiful. When you said the whole, like sitting down and writing for other people, when you said that, I was like, that has to be so cool. Cause you're listening to them and it's like almost you're creating this like story. It's like, you're creating this masterpiece for them through their feelings and like helping them come up with their story. And I was thinking, I was like, I wish that actors had that almost because we have to wait for other people to kind of tell us their story and we kind of step into it unless we ourselves write our own stories and there's been right. moments where I've also been like I want to write my own story and I want to write my own films and I really want to start doing that but that's so cool that's super cool um so yeah. um what is advice that you would want 
to share with other people that I want to like kind of want to follow in your footsteps. I mean, you've had so much success. I mean, your videos are awesome. You always have amazing pictures, like your social media, you're very active and you know, you, you do interviews and you've, you've been on talk show, like talk, um, shows and stuff like that. So like, what is the advice that you would give them from the craft side, from the writing side, from, um, the business side, right? Like, so maybe even let's talk a little bit about that business side. Cause a lot of, um, artists forget that we are in business. And, um, so like, what is the advice you would give them just all across the board? All across the board. I think one really great thing that I have to remind myself. So every single day is to trust your process, man, like patience. And that's, I'm such an impatient person. And I think we live in, in an era where people want instant gratification because we get that on Instagram or, or in anything, you know, it's like, everything's instant, you know, it's like instant love, instant this, instant everything. And it's like, good things do take time. And if you work really hard, there's just no way that things aren't going to happen for you. You know, you never know when it will, but there's just, there's just no other way. If you never stop and you're consistent and you're constantly doing things and, and taking the right, making the right decisions, which is very important as well. Um, you'll get there and, and it's fine whenever that time is, you know, having that patience and, and having that faith and knowing that you're going to get there and just like trusting the process. I think that's like key. It sounds so cliche and everyone says it, but it's so essential because if not, you're going to kill yourself. Literally, you're going to like, you're just going to be a wreck because if you don't get things when you expect them to, then you're going to be like, oh, fuck, I'm too old. I'm this and this. And it's like, no, dude, right. like chill and roll with it. Um, so that's like a big, a big, huge one. Another one is just to practice and just to do it and not be afraid and not be afraid of failure. That's like really important because that's how you'll learn and that's how you'll get better and that's how you'll keep evolving. So not, not being afraid of failure and, and to constantly do your craft and to always be the motor, going back to that, no matter what, going to the business side of it, if you have a label behind you, if you have a management behind you, when you have a team, your team is always going to grow but you're always going to be the motor of that. If you're not doing things yourself, no one's going to do it for you. And I've learned that now seeing how going from like a family business to now having other people that see me as a money sign. Yeah. They care for me. They love me, all these things, but they're not putting money into me because I'm pretty and they like me. It's like, because they want that money back, you know, because they, it's an investment that they're making in, into you. So to always know that no matter what you have to drive the vehicle because they're not going to do it for you. Those three, I think are like the essential things yeah. that I can think of the top of my head right yeah. this instant. Yeah, no. And all of that is really great. And that, that what you're saying about being that motor and being the person driving it, it's, it's something that like, so I obviously like I've mentioned like I work with a company where we help actors kind of really get in the business of it. And just like how you're saying, it's like, it's just reminding yourself as an artist that you're always going to be the CEO of your brand, of your essence. As, and, and if anything, it should be empowering because to me, it's so empowering to know that I'm in control of the way I want to take my craft and the way I want to tell my stories. Um, I'm the talent and yes, I'm going to have my agents. I'm going to have my managers kind of pitching me for, for roles and, you know, trying to get me, and they do see that money. They do see that investment. But if you right. don't put in the work, if you're not putting in that face and if you don't show up every day, like you're very professional, right? You show up into these rooms and you're saying they always go good. Well, it's probably because you're coming in with an element yourself that's making these sessions good, right? Like I'm sure people 
have to remind themselves that it all really relies on you. You have to wake right. up every single day and remind yourself, I'm the face of this. If this is something I want to do, then I have to be a thousand percent into that. So I'm glad that you talked about that and yeah. about all of the, you know, um, <laughs> the other things that you said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's talk about this. Um, I, you know, so you're, you're a very positive person and you also express yourself really well, like on social media, you, you talk about your feelings, you're very vulnerable. And it's funny because I was listening to this thing um, by Benet Brown called to courage on Netflix. And she says that you measure the amount of bravery you have in the amount of vulnerability that you can share. So it's like the more vulnerable you are, the more you're actually sharing how brave you are. And so obviously you're very brave and you're very confident and you're very open and in touch with your feelings and you're not scared of sharing them. Um, but let's talk about, you know, obviously, you know, we like to be lighthouses and that's why I wanted you on the show because I feel like you are a lighthouse, you're a light source, right? You're, you're sharing your, your light with the world. Um, let's talk about your darkness, like how, when you are in your darkness, right? Cause we all have those moments. What is that like for you? How do you allow yourself to be in darkness? Um, how do you cope? What are the things you tell yourself? Like, what is that process for you when you're in, when you're in the shadows? Yeah, that's a great question because it's crazy now having social media because people kind of just show like their successes and it's understandable. Why would I want to go on there when I'm feeling like complete and utter shit and like talk to random people? No, I don't want to do that. But I think it's so important that people know that that shit happens to everyone. And at any level that you are in your career, in your life, in anything, like everyone struggles, especially artists, like we constantly want more, you know, and after you have one goal, you, you, you already thinking about the next one and you don't even enjoy like what you've accomplished. And I've had, I'm a very open book, but at the same time, I'm not because I don't reach out to people when I'm feeling shitty. I don't it's just not in my nature. You know, it's like I bottle things up and I, and I deal with it and I, I internalize it. And then there just comes a moment where I explode, like explode. And it's like fucking wow, like an explosion. And it hadn't happened to me until recently that I just had like a mental breakdown. That was like the biggest mental breakdown of my life. And I just felt so much better after just letting it out, you know, after just being like, okay, let me just allow myself, like, why do I have to keep my shit together all the time? You know, it's like, okay, yeah, keep it together, like deal with it. But then also allow yourself to feel. And I just remember that I cried and I cried and I cried to the point that I was like losing my breath of how much I was crying. And then like, but I cried for like a good 30, but like intensely cried that I would stop crying and then I'll be like, ah. <laughs> But I felt so good after, you know, because I let it out. And I think that's so normal for like allowing yourself to feel when you're happy, when you're sad, like, because you're letting that shit out, you know? And like, I don't know how to cope with it. I can't give you like the exact answer of how to deal with it. Cause I just don't know. I just go about it. However, however it is, but I've learned through that whole process, which was a tragedy, um, <laughs> to just feel, to just allow myself to not, I don't have to be so strong all the time. You know, I don't have to be like 
super put together and like yeah fuck it that i don't care that doesn't bother me oh that comment didn't bother me oh that the fact that this didn't happen for me didn't bother me you know it's like no man like yeah you have to keep it positive but you also have to understand that those things do bother us you know and like things do get to us if no matter how strong we are and and you just have to go about it deal with it and, and feel it and let it out like let it out talk to someone like talking to someone really helped me that day and I don't do that and I called and it was just like you'll know who to talk to you know right. I called my best friend and I was like I'm just feeling like shit like and she was like just talk to me girl just let it out let it out yeah. and that felt so good because I had been bottling it up and and that's terrible you're, right. you're going to get great hairs. So your hair is going to fall off and you're going to get anxiety attacks and you're going to feel like worse shit after. If you just let it out, it won't bottle up, you know? Just talk right. to someone. Talk to yourself. Write about it. Cry, cry, cry. And then you'll feel good. Yeah. We were talking about it. There's a lot of highs and there's a lot of lows, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I love that so much. I, I literally, yesterday, I just woke up and I felt like, emotional like 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 my tears were like very surface level I felt like I need to just let it out and I went to the room and I cried for about 30 minutes and just cried and then after that I had a little dance party by myself I was like I'm crazy literally crazy. insane there's something wrong with me <laughs> I think this I think this actually segues into a really good part of um, one of the things that I wanted to ask you which is <laughs> what are your best habits that you are proud of and that you think that if other people really incorporated some of these um, habits into their life that they would benefit from it my great habits uh I think I said it before earlier like I'm I'm a go-getter man like and that's just like a thing like and I'm really it's just I don't know I was made like that man I don't know if it was like my parents that have put that in me always or just like I've always been a go-getter and I've always worked really hard for what I want like it's just in it and, I, and I'm very proud of it I'm not even in an arrogant way in just like a I know that's a virtue that I have because it's just I think that's the motor for shit you know just like really okay you want something you want that then fucking work for it because it's not gonna come for you you know like things that's another thing my parents have instilled in me since they're very young they're like opportunity's not gonna come knock at your door and be like hi how are you Manu like you should come do this no it's like you have to go get it you have to create those opportunities for you and then doors will open but if you're not constantly there and being like all right what okay so this is what I want cool how do I accomplish this this and this and this who do I have to call who do I have to talk to what do I have to do okay and then you just go ahead and do it and that's how you, that's how it is. I think that's for, for our craft, especially, and for anything else, if you want something, work really hard and figure out how to do it. Don't wait for someone else to do it for you. Just do it yourself. Right. I think. Yeah. yeah. I love that. That's great. Yeah. That's really great. Okay. Let's ask you this question. So like you said, you are very open, but at the same time you are very private, but what is something you wish more people knew about money? Like, what do you wish that they knew about you that you feel like they don't know? What do I wish people knew about me? I wish people knew my intentions, like where I'm coming from. Um, I think that it's funny that you say what you were saying about the whole social media and how I portray myself and that like you kind of get where I'm coming from because I feel like a lot of people don't get where I'm coming from. Um, but then I, I, that's just a thought that I have from, from the outside. I just feel like people would know the core of like who I am and what I stand for and and, and because even though I express myself well, sometimes I feel like I don't. 
so so yeah I just wish people would know that and that that I'm that I, I that I go through shit that you know when you're like oh you're a lighthouse I'm like that's dope and I love that but like I'm not you know that's not something that I mean I definitely try to 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 leave a positive impact in the world but that I also go through dark shit and then I have my darkness and I have my moments and and I also wish people people knew that more you know that not everything is happy and flowers and butterflies that there's also that other side that we all have yeah that you're human right that you're that you're a person that you feel that I'm a human yeah, yeah, and I think that that's the beautiful thing, right? Like, we, we, I feel like we try to cover up all of our things. Like, I suffer from acne, right? And I'm always, like, I have, like, this obsession with, like, I'm just, like, it's so upset. And then yesterday I was just like, okay, well, why don't you try for once to wake up in the morning and not look at the bad, but what about the good? Like, what about you have nice eyes? What about you have right. nice eyebrows? Wow, I really do have really nice eyebrows. Oh my god, I didn't realize how many people wish they had these eyebrows. I don't have any wrinkles. Like I guess like it's just like we we always try to cover up that like and we focus on the negative and it's so weird. I was having this conversation with someone the other day and I'm like, it's so funny because whatever Ponte, going back to social media, like if you post a photo or you post something and then everyone's like, Oh my god, you look so great. Yes, que bella, da 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 all these amazing comments and then there's one fucking person that's like Ew, no, I don't fucking like that. And then we just focus on like that one negative comment when you have 50 other that are amazing. And it's like, why, you know, it's like, what? I don't get that. Yeah, it's, like, it's like, it affects you so much because like I, I had one person actually ask me like, and I, I don't even like, they said something so mean about something, about one of my pictures. And I remember it really affected me so much that like I was like mad the whole day just thinking about it, I was like, why would right. they say that? But and we just did like, well, why, like, that's so mean. Like, why would they actually even write? Like, why would they take the time to like say that? And then I was like, you know what? Why are you still stuck on this? So like, I sat down with myself and I was like, it hurt your feelings. It's okay. Like, if I was talking to a child, it's like, right. it hurt your feelings. It's okay. It was a mean thing. That's all right. Like, your feelings were hurt. That's okay. But I feel like, and I even talked about this in one of my podcasts where like, Julia Roberts, like somebody wrote a mean comment to her and she didn't even have Instagram for the longest time. And somebody was like, oh, wow, you look so much older than I thought. Like you look so old. And like, she was having this amazing time with her niece, Emma, and they were just like having a great time. And she just posted a picture, like whatever, not a big deal. Like having the best time of her life with her, posted a picture. And then like that one person's comment. And she's like, if this is what I'm dealing with, that I'm like very reassured in my like, life like she's very successful she's very well known she's taken like respected in her community if this is how i'm taking it how do kids these days take Take this i know we just need to be nicer man yeah people are so ruthless it's insane and it's human nature you know we're just focusing on that one bad one even if we have the majority of the great comments yeah, so. and if you do, and if and if somebody's profile bothers you, like don't be around them. Oh, block it, block <laughs> it really quick. Like it's yeah. so normal. Yeah, people are trolls, and it's just like I need to learn how to not pay attention to that. But yeah. I think it never stops. Yeah, and you know what? It's part of it's part of the game, right? It's like, part of it. It's You're putting part of the yourself success. out there. You have to deal with that the backlash. Yeah. yeah. So what are you currently in the practice of? Like, what are you working on for yourself? Whether it's mindset, whether it's mental health physical spirituality like what are you in the practice of man i'm going back to my roots i'm reading a lot i love self-help shit like i love self-help books that's like my thing um 
<laughs> and I, I am reading this book now. It's manifest now. I'm like getting in tune back to that on like how powerful my mind is and how I can create my, my world and, and whatever I want to do, I can create obviously thinking of it and also working for it. Um, so, so I'm going back to that and going back to, I have this amazing app. It's called Gaia. G-A-I-A. It's like my friend put me onto that and it's so dope because I've been hearing a lot of podcasts and, I, and I've, I've been seeing a lot of cool things and it just, there's different realms of, of what it talks about. So it talks about your spirituality and then life after death and all these things, which are really interesting to me. Yeah. Um, and mentally, that's, that's where I've been going to just like keep my sanity and go back to, to my spirituality. I'm very spiritual. I'm also re like making my relationship with God again because I've never I don't come from a super religious background my family is not religious like we don't go to church but I pray every night and I and I constantly talk to my God and 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 do all of that but but I'm regaining that that relationship so that's where I'm at mentally man and then physically I'm trying to to do my best to feel my body I'm, try, I'm trying to do my best I listen to my body so I'm like if my body's telling me that I want to eat a waffle with Nutella I'm doing it but then I'm doing the health thing too <laughs> have a Nutella today because it's because my body is asking for it you that know so That's funny because right now I'm going through this really weird thing and the thing is with me I'm obsessive right like so whatever I do I do it to like the maximum of power mm-hmm. and then like sometimes I'll fall short and then I'm a perfectionist so it's obsessive perfectionist it doesn't go well together. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go gluten-free, dairy-free, everything free. Like, everything. And I'm doing it hardcore. I went That's to Whole good. Foods. I went to Whole Foods. I got this chickpea, like gluten-free thing. Everything compared gluten-free. Even my favorite things that are vegan, I looked and it has gluten. I'm like, why does everything have gluten? I'm like freaking out. But I'm like, you know what? 28 days. Just give yourself 28 days. Yeah. Let me tell you, that gluten pot... Pasta cannot be gluten-free. Like, gluten-free pasta sucks. Like, I need my gluten. Like, I need it. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, it just, it, it's not that good. But It's not. But, but I it, am eating. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. But I was going to say, it's funny, though, because last night, I was laying in bed with my grandma, and I was like, mama. And obviously, I was this in Spanish. I'm like, do you ever, like, does your mind ever just, like, start telling you, like, eat the chips go get the chips in the pantry she goes she goes i she goes the same thing's happening to me right now except that go get the little ice cream in the <laughs> it's so good with the little i'm like oh my god i hate it so much i like, know and the thing is like when i'm with my partner in miami we go on like these walgreens on we'll like hugging that ice cream and the chips and like we'll just get and then we'll be like yo date night i'm a such a chip girl and i can't i can't not do it so alanda i eat healthy like i'm a pescatarian 100 yeah. percent. i don't eat meat i don't eat chicken i just really don't like the taste of chicken like i think it's gross yeah um i'll eat meat like every once in a while if my body's asking for it like no on the on some real shit like i am doing that like I'm listening to my body what it needs like what it wants especially for nutritious things like if I'm feeling a little sick I'm like okay so what are you asking like what do I need do I need like this do I need more protein like what is it that especially because I eat I only eat fish and sometimes I don't even eat fish I just eat veggies um I need to keep like a more balanced diet on that end but but yeah I love the junk food too and I also I'm allowing myself to eat that 
everything in moderation, you know? I'm not going to deprive myself and then be fucking sad. Yeah. And going to the gym constantly to just like, it's good. It's, it's uh, to me at least, it clears my mind and it just, it's a stress reliever. Even just going down for like 20 minutes and doing a little bit of cardio or doing a couple squats. Like I haven't been going as hard at the gym, but yeah. I'll get a workout in just to free my body and my mind no and it's so true like I hadn't I had I I'm I feel like I'm a little bit better at the kitchen than I have been with the workouts like I feel like just because again like I'm a little bit more obsessive that's with great my though yeah like I'm a little bit more obsessive with my nutrition in the sense like I tried veganism for a really long time and I liked it but then again like sometimes I would go out and my body was like I'm like really wanting a burger right now so then I would tell myself okay if we're gonna do that like I cannot be so obsessive. Like I have to listen to what my body wants. Like right. if me and Rob go out and we're going to get pizza, like that has cheese. I'm allowing myself to like order pizza one day. Right? right. But everything in moderation, because again, like the reason I went to all of those things was because I would see it in my skin or I would see it just in my life. And, you know, as artists, you have to be like your best at all times. Like you just have to be like, just, you just have to be as neutral as possible in your health that you can't like be just eating junk food all the time. But yes, right, no, but no. I recently got back into working out where I told myself, like, like I used to be really obsessed with working out because you know, whatever, for whatever reason, I just got really obsessed with it. Again, I'm obsessive. So oh, whatever yeah. I do, I'll just obsess. Yeah, just, right. It's, a, it's like too much, but whatever. <laughs> Cause like, I get hard, I get hard on myself. Like I'll like literally be like mad at myself if I don't, if I miss workout or whatever. So right. I'm getting back into working out and, but I, I realized like the second day after like I had a workshop um, with, with a casting director and usually like I'm not nervous in these, but it's, it's a high, um, it's not an audition, but it is a place where people can see your work and, you know, you can potentially create a good opportunity for yourself if they see that you're doing something well, like they might bring you in for a big part. So, you know, it, it's not, it's not stressful, but your body's like, you know, no, it's every time you perform, the nerves are going to come in. Totally. But that day. I felt so clear. Obviously, like I knew that my 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 sides and all of my preparation, my materials were like good to go, everything. But because I had worked out, I just felt like my body was with me. Like I was, I wasn't like I wasn't like, all over the place. It was like my body's with me. I can breathe well. Like I just felt like physically able to be grounded because mm-hmm. I had put myself through some like physical activity that my mind was just there it was just with me yeah different it's great yeah I've been uh doing this thing it hasn't that long it's been two weeks that I'm like not drinking I don't know why and it has been like completely listening to my body because I'm a big drinker like I I drink a lot I like to smoke weed I don't do any drugs but those two I I enjoy I enjoy casually going to have a glass of wine or like having five drinks on a night out you know but um I went to Arizona for my birthday and I literally did not want to drink and I realized how many situations it's just like I'm used to Mm -hmm. drinking because it's just available for me and because it's just like oh yeah okay I'm having dinner like why not have a glass of wine right you know when in reality maybe I just don't want the glass of wine like I just generally don't fucking want this drink and it happened to me my whole entire trip like I went to lunch and then I was like, I want a glass of wine. And then I was like, you know what? I actually want a tea. Like I want like a tea. Then I went and I had like, I ordered a drink at dinner and I was like, I do not want this drink at all. Like I'd rather have a glass of wine and I had a wine. And then that whole, like last week and I was like, I don't want to drink in the slightest. And it's been so, cause my body was just rejecting it. Like I would feel like shit after I would feel like really bloated and really like, uh, 
and I just haven't drank and I feel so good. Like I just feel so, so good. So, it is. It, it is. It, and that's funny because like for me, about like two years ago, I was very, you know, I was like in the party scene. I was in college. Like I was, you know, going with my friends a lot. I would drink a lot, you know, like kind of when we would hang out like back mm-hmm. in those days, like two or three years ago. I would like go well, you know, drink whatever, get super drunk, right? And then like fall like off the drinking. table. Do you remember when I fell off the table back at town? I don't know. No, like drinking. I get no. I can't imagine it though. <laughs> no, yeah, I was getting drunk. Okay, whatever. <laughs> but Robert laughs at me because he's like, "You've never drank that much." But in my head, yeah. that was a lot. But now I'm very like, I, I, I mean, about like after those two years, like I was kind of more on the like, I don't drink. I don't. I, I don't. Every time I would hang out with friends, I'd be like, no, 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 no. But now I feel like I finally I found that happy medium where it's like, sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. It's kind of like right. going with myself. Whenever like, you want to, yeah. yeah. It's not like this, like, oh my God. And I would have a lot of people that when I would go out, they would be like, um, why aren't you drinking? Why aren't you drinking? Why aren't you getting a drink? I'd just be like, I just I just don't want one. Yeah. I don't, I'm sorry that like me drinking is such a issue for you. For me, not drinking is such an issue for you. Like, I feel like I'm just so good right now and I'm still having fun and I'm so proud. I'm having fun. That's why I'm the same. I'm yeah. like, it's not that I'm not drinking. It's just that like, I don't want to. And like yeah. the moment that I do want to, I'll fucking have a drink. But like yeah. right now, I just don't fucking care to have a drink. Yeah. And I'm still going to be fun and I'm still going to engage. And I'm totally. Gonna but I just don't want to bring like toxins into my body today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm on that yeah. tip right now. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about who are your role models? Who are people that you really look up to for inspiration and yeah. Role models. It's changed a lot because I used to I guess like the word like idols for me is like a big word, you know? Um role models I like more than I do like than I idols. But I love in the art side, I love Lady Gaga. Like, that's, like, my newfound love. Like, I just adore her. I adore her story. I love what she stands for. I love her career. Like, if there's a career that I can look and be like, wow, I would love to have that career, it would definitely be Lady Gaga. She's like, in f- I love fashion, too. Like, that's something that I want to definitely be involved in in the near future and, and go hand-in-hand with music. Like, I love fashion. And I think she's so fearless and I admire that so much because I'm not that fearless you know like I she's just like another level of just like fuck she doesn't care like she has zero fear and like so I I that's I guess as of right now my role model who who I'm like paying attention to I had many musical ones before I love Amy Winehouse I love Erica Badu like I love these old school singers that they're not that old school but I also love like Ella Fitzgerald and all these women that are just like it was different you know it was about the music and about their voice and and the power that they had and and constantly talking about something and that's another thing I love about about Gaga that she she talks about things in her music yeah her music is fun but she's constantly talking about loving yourself and accepting yourself how you are and 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 being content with with what god has given you and how you are and i love that about her so i think that's like my main role model at the moment she's pretty dope but i can see i can see why you would say that because well you're like and i'm not that fearless i'm like girl hold up like (laughs) and i've even said that to you like you're so 
extravagant with like the way you dress, like the way you like put things together. And I feel like for me, I'm not like that. Like, like I don't see like myself like one day going out and wearing like a pink wig. Like I just don't <laughs> see myself doing things like that, right? Like I'm not right. that. I'm not, or like, like really cool, like funky outfits. I'm, just, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I just, I've never been able to be that way. Or like blue eyeshadow is just like, I feel like I'm a little bit more on the like, not that end. But I, I feel right. so admirable when I have friends that are like, do like bomb ass makeup or like have like so much expression in like their clothing and you like, you wear things like that. So it just makes sense that that would be your idol. Because I feel like you have elements of her already in you. I love that. that. Yeah. I love yeah. her. She yeah. was so amazing at the Met Gala. Like, are you kidding me? I was herself. She was like, you are going to take pictures. herself. That's what I love. Like, that bitch is fearless. Yo, like, she'll do the most and people will be like, you're insane. And then she'll be like, yeah. But, yeah, but you're having fun. It. And I love that. Like, she's authentic, you know? And that's what I feel like in any case, whatever you choose to be, if you're authentic, it's fine, man. If you feel happy with you, like, if you feel happy wearing these crazy things, go for it. And if you're not, then don't fucking do it. Like, that's completely valid, you know? And the fact that you say she takes a stand <laughs> really does let her voice be heard. And when she's passionate about something or, you know, she does talk about her relationship with God or how, you know, she'll say like, she's a Christian or whatever, but she also supports gays, you know, like, and I think that's such a big thing. Like I have friends of mine that, you know, have stopped being gay because of their religion, because right. like they said, and like, for me, it was such a hard thing because I'm like, Hey, like, I just want you to know, like, God loves you. Like, I don't want you to think that just because, you know, we're going to a church and I don't want you to believe that, like you right. love just the way you are. And it's hard because it's such a touchy thing where it's like, I don't know because I've never been in that situation, what it's like to not be able to just be myself. And I really have such a soft heart for people that they feel like they can't be themselves because it goes against everything that I know, that sucks. Told them or what the light or their society has told them. Like it's, I, I just have such a soft heart for them. So yeah, it's, it's important to just always. And I think that's something that I, I always want to, say with my music with me with whatever to just like authenticity man no matter what it is like whatever you feel is your true authentic self do it because it's there's nothing wrong with it you know yeah. especially with those unless you're like a murderer then there's something wrong with you <laughs> yo but, take a step back <laughs> yo we gotta reconsider this situation but other than that you should always strive to be yourself it's good it's good <laughs> for the soul <laughs> singing about killing people <laughs> i don't know about all that but <laughs> i love to murder <laughs> all right so we're gonna go into the word game so the word game obviously i explained to you before the recording is i'm just gonna give you this word and you can talk to me about what does this word mean to you so yeah let's okay. go straight into what does the word love mean to you respect i think that's that's what love means to me when you respect whoever it is and whatever kind of love you're talking about, whether it's a, a partner love or a friendship or anything, I think that the, the core of it is definitely respecting the other person and really respecting the other person, how they choose to lead their lives, how they, you know, understanding our differences and being okay with it and respecting that. I feel like there's a misconception with like romantic relationships, especially that like you have to think the same way and you have to have the same exact thoughts on everything. And like, I just don't think that's like a normal thing, you know? 
especially when you're spending that much time with someone else, I, I've learned to be respectful of other ideas and other thoughts that even if I think I'm right, someone else might think differently. So respect, I think, is, is a, big, a big one. That's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. What does the word light mean to you? Light. Ooh, I like this game, but I hate it because I can't think. What comes to my mind first when I think light? I literally think of like a, um, what's those, like a lighthouse? Uh -huh. What you see like in the, in the beaches? In the beaches, uh -huh. you know? I just think light. What do I think? That there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. That there's always mm -hmm. going to be something, you know? Like, I think that's what the word automatically comes. But yeah, to keep it going because there's always, there's always goodness in the end. Right. So you talked a little bit about your relationship with God. And, you know, I love to talk about faith. I love to talk about spirituality. And I love to talk about God. And I obviously love to talk about it, whatever it means to the other person. So what is your meaning um, for God? What is, what is that for you? Safety. Safety, literally. I just, like, everyone has their own relationship. And everyone has their own god whatever it might be and i think we're lacking a little bit of tolerance everyone as society as a, as a, as a race of of humans we're like that that tolerance that like that word is so personal and it's so different for everybody and everyone is allowed to feel however they feel about it you know and and to me personally that's like my safety like when i'm scared i automatically pray like, that's just, like, automatic. Like, when I'm about to fall asleep, I always pray. Not, I, I mean, not always. When, when I don't knock out watching a movie, I, like, when I'm falling asleep, I always pray. And when I'm having a moment and I need some reassurance and just, like, I pray, you know? And I've, I've never been really – I don't go to church. I don't go for my personal reasons that I don't – you know, there's things that I don't agree with with the church, but that has nothing to do with, with God. And, and what I believe in. And I'm also very spiritual on, on that end that I do know that there's a higher power. There has to be something, whether you want to call it the universe or you want to call it God or you want to call it anything. Like I believe in reincarnation after death or that I go somewhere. Like there just has to be something, you know? I don't think it ends here. I think we're spiritual beings having a human experience. An experience. Yeah, like having a human experience. And this is a vessel and then we go elsewhere in a different place and and i do think that there's a higher power so that's what god is to me like my my safety and yeah. that 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 guides me to believe that there is more to to just this and that there, there is someone out there helping yeah. you you know and taking yeah. care of you i love that i love that he means safety to you because like i feel very similarly where i for saying like i didn't have a relationship with god growing up like i was you know just a kid but I look back at my life and there's always been some kind of force, this light guiding us, right? Like even mm -hmm. for you, you said, I want to be an actress. I look at when I was little, you know, wanting to audition for things or going into auditions and having this light with me or, you know, the things, the bigger things that I've done now, I know he's always been with me, this force that's always been with me. But it's funny that you talk about like reincarnation and, and, um, you know, uh, after like after life and, like again, going back to my obsessiveness, when I was like around 15, I became really obsessed with the fact that one day I would no longer be here and I just didn't understand it. Like I didn't understand, like it was like a concept that I did not understand and I became very obsessed at around 15. And that's when my panic attacks and anxiety started happening because I never felt like I could be grounded. I always felt like 
like doom, like doom is upon me. One right. day, wow. And it was never like this, this light at the end of the tunnel was like all bullshit because I knew what it was like to see somebody and them no longer be here. And just, I would like look at my family members and be like, one day I'm going to see you in a casket. And one day I'm going to be in a casket. Like, why is nobody talking about this? Like, I would just become so obsessed with that to the point, like I would be watching a movie and I would start screaming. And I put like, my partner would be like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I That's just, so funny. I, I mean, can't like stop thinking about bugs all over me. Like I just, I, I get scared. Like I will get scared. And I think for me, it's like, even last night, like I will throw myself into faith, but I still get so scared. And I'll tell him when I pray, I'm like, God, I'm so incredibly scared. Like I cannot even tell you how scared I am that like, I just sometimes, I, that's why I throw myself into action. And that's why I do things. Cause it's like, I need to leave my legacy. Like I need to do all of these things, but I feel like, he is that safety. And then with my grandma, like she sees so many of her past members that have like passed away. Like she'll see them constantly, like in the house, like she'll see my grandfather or she'll see this or like my, you know, my cousin recently went and like some woman like said that my grandmother was near her and that like, so now I'm kind of opening myself up to more of that. Cause before I used to be like, I don't want to hear those cards. Like I don't want to hear people tell me my future. Like that's bullshit. Like but now, like, I think, especially after watching the Kardashians episode, the latest one, they went to Bali and them talking about reincarnation and all of that. I asked my grandma, like, do you believe in reincarnation? Do you believe in these things? Like, I just want to know more. Like, I know that there's more. And she goes, and I, for me, I'm like, what do you think? Like, you see my grandfather. Do you think that he's thinking thoughts when he sees you? Like, do you think that when he's looking wow. for you, is he thinking things or is he just looking at you? Like, is he just a being or does he have thoughts? Like, what is it? Like, and I think for me, it's That's like... That's so interesting. Yeah. Like, Ooh. I think for me, I just think so beyond. Like, I think my thought process is really beyond. And like, I'll get scared of like, I'm on a planet. I'm in a universe. I'm in a solar... Like, I get scared because I think so literally that it's just... it's. But then I'm like, how can you not believe in other things when like you're living on a planet? Like, it's just so, so weird to me. So I don't know. And... Like I said, that one time I had that really, ex that very spiritual experience on an edible. Um, God had told me a lot in that day because I had actually prayed um, to, for him to send me on a spiritual experience. And it was because I was going to write my one person show and I really needed like, I needed help because I wanted to make my one person show like kick ass. So I was like, send me on a spiritual experience. And so I went to Hollow Scream and I had taken an edible. It was the first time that he really presented a lot of ideas to me that really changed me as a person. Number one, being vegan, because I remember getting in line and seeing all of these people eat meat. And I remember seeing them in a different light. I saw them like, they look like vampires to me. And I was like, ill, they look like vampires. But then I saw everybody eating fruit and I was like, but they're filled with youth and they're filled yeah. with life. And it was the first time I had, he'd ever presented that idea to me. And so that same trip, he presented the idea to me that you've never left this planet and you've always been here and you've always been here since the beginning of time. Wow. And he's like, but you don't, but then I would tell him, but I'm scared. And he's like, but don't be scared because wouldn't you hate it if you never had an end? Like, what if there was never an end to this? Wouldn't you? And I was like, Oh, wow. right. Well, what do you do? Like there's peace in knowing that th this, this isn't forever. Right. So I guess like, it was just that experience really opened my eyes to so much. It was such a spiritual experience that like that's why I tell people I'm like I cannot do drugs I cannot do things because off of weed I am like on a whole other, a whole other level yeah but, like I cannot even talk to you because my mind is like another place where yeah, I love that you so just up. said the the thing of death because that happened to me recently I've always had like you know when you like get into these 
thoughts and like you're like death death and then you feel yeah. like a hole and it's like oh yeah. such a strange feeling and yeah. I had like I had like this week um where I was super fuck it was really a hard week because I was really thinking about death and like not so much mine but more like family. my family and like knowing that my family is gonna go and like fuck and I would just feel and my grandma and like just I would feel terrible and I would just like be watching tv and I would start crying you know and like I would be falling asleep and I wouldn't I couldn't help but cry because I was so afraid and I was so scared and it was like a full ass week where and this just happened like a couple months ago where I was just like having the worst time because I was so scared and then I went on on Gaia and I started and then I don't know how I like kind of got out of that but I just did you know I was like okay whatever like it is what it fucking is at the end of the day why am I gonna dwell on this like it's normal and then I went on Gaia and I started reading because I it's I love the topic when you mentioned when you're like oh why isn't everyone talking about this I'm like I'm so the same I'm like like I love this right like why and I used to it my my relationship with it has changed so much because I don't, I'm not even scared. I mean, there's always a little bit of, of scared, be, but I think it's more of not knowing what comes yeah. next. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I started listening to all these podcasts and, and it was like, there's this podcast that was like uh, people that have died and come back, mm-hmm. you know, that have like left and then come back and like different stories of that. And I'm just like, it's just fucking insane because I just know that there is like it just doesn't make sense that we're here and then we're not and then we're gone like no like that just can't be it you know like it just can't it just doesn't make any fucking sense in my brain or in anyone especially that like our brains are so powerful that it's like actually a scary thing like I've had different experience with with different drugs that I have done that like you said like edibles do that I've had that experience with shrooms and I've had that experience with DMT where it was like a really, really scary experience because I didn't know how deep my mind could go. Like DMT is like the, the, it's like infusing a dream. And I was just like, went to a really scary place. And then, but then that taught me so much because I was like, wow, okay, respect for this shit because it's so, so powerful. And that's why I do believe in manifestation and that you, what you dream or what you think is going to come to you because it's this this is very power and once i started listening to those podcasts and just like my relationship started to shift and change because like you said what if this shit was forever then what are we really living for you know the 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 thought of like okay let me leave a legacy like that's so amazing you know because then there's a point in all of this shit you know like leaving stuff for your great grandkids and your your grandkids and for the next generations and just for for the general world like leaving your print here and then you go elsewhere you know just like people have sightings of their loved ones and like that's totally you know a thing or we make it up with our brains which is also wild because this is powerful you know so i like and i love how you talk about it like once you became it's like I, I always would get mad at my fear because I was like, everybody else can face their fears. I can't. Like, I cannot face this because I can't die and be like, all right, chilling. It's all good. All right, now we can right. do it, right? And so I think I, what I did also for myself was to get over my obsession, which I feel like it didn't get, I didn't get over it until I threw myself into faith. 
I think I never got over the fear of death until I really built my relationship with God. Once I built my relationship with God, my fear of death went. And I would realize when I would be more in sin and sense como que no, that sin like, oh, I'm doing bad things, como que like, I was doing things I knew I shouldn't be doing or just throwing myself around things that like bad influences and stuff like that. That's when my fear would come more. But when I kind of go back or like when I see myself living my life without God, when I'm kind of just like, I can do this, I'm like striding, I'm doing all these things. But when I realize I hold on this, I'm getting this fear again, it's coming back because I'm, I'm kind of separating from God. Right. Go back and let me like be with him. And he gives me that reassurance. Like the other day, and God has given me a lot of powerful visions through my dreams of like me walking in like white gowns and like people in like palaces, like looking at me and like kind of always reminding me that like I'm royal or like one time when I was little, um, I was in A&M and the building starts burning down in my dream and God comes and he saves me and he takes me through like this magic carpet, mm-hmm. right? And it's like a colorful dream. And it was my first dream I ever had in color. And it was like this presence. And he was telling me like, I'm always with you and I will always save you. And so it's like all of these things where it's like, when I pray, I remind myself, I'm like, you know what? He always reminds me that he's with me, even right. in this paralyzing fear. And so now I like tell myself like, like, I love how you said, like, I'm going to, I'm going to start like learning more about it. I'm going to, mm-hmm. so when I watch like media and shows or, and like, they talk about like, your dog is still around or like right. medium shows when they talk, like, or when they connect with spirituality, when they see it like that, then I'm like, okay, I'm no longer scared because I think that I guess the fear was coming from because I was believing that this was all. And that's right. when I would get scared. Right. When I started realizing like, wait, I have family members still lingering around. Or I have like, like there's just so much more. And it's something I feel like I could talk about forever, obviously. And yeah. so I don't know, like, I'm glad that you said that you, you're, you're, you're watching things, you're listening to things and stuff like yeah. that. Because I feel, I feel like it's something that we can all connect on. Just, I don't think everybody talks about it. I think it's like yeah. the taboo that no one talks about. Yeah, and people are definitely afraid, you know. I feel like this is just like a recent shift that I had in my mindset. I was fucking scared. Yeah. And I'm like, it just is what it is, you know. And like, am I gonna live in fear or am I just gonna accept it? And yeah, you know? I think it comes with age too. Because I remember my mom telling me, she go, I remember telling her, I'm like really paralyzed with the fear of death. And then she was like, Oh my god, I remember when that happened to me. Like I remember when I had that paralyzing fear. But it was because it's the first time you realize that it's not just your families, it's also you. And I remember a friend of mine, I think Mariana Rodriguez, I don't know if yeah. she I remember one yeah. time she posted on Facebook saying, like, I just realized one day I'm gonna die. And I was like, Girl, me too. <laughs> we were like 15. Same. I was like, girl, same. I just realized. <laughs> hashtag dead, hashtag ha. <laughs> hashtag dead. <laughs> yeah, and, man. You know, yeah, and it's and even one time, like during um New World when I was at New World for my freshman year, they made us do like this really weird, like discovery thing. And I did this presentation where it was like a very avant-garde piece mm-hmm. where I was seeing how like I'm paralyzed by fear. So I had like, I was like in a, in a white dress and I was like holding, or I think I was in a black dress or something like that. And I was holding like flowers and they were dead. But then I walked to the store and I realized that like, I'm so afraid. I'm so afraid. I'm so afraid. But then I walked through and I'm like, Oh my God, I lived my whole life afraid. And I think that that's been my main thing for me lately is that I just want to throw myself into life and not focus so much on exactly. death. Like let death do its thing. But like when I get there, I'll get there. But you know, exactly. what I mean? how about just enjoy your life and not focus on that and just focus so much on life and living, life. living and living and living, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. totally. That's <laughs> Hell yeah.
so glad we talked about it. I love that. <laughs> got that one out. Yes. Got that one out. That was a big one. <laughs> All right. So we got a couple more words. All right. So okay. what does the word joy mean to you? Family. Huh. Interesting. I'm just saying the first yeah, thing yeah, that yeah. comes to Good. my mind. Um, family, man. I've, I found my happiest moments I went when I'm with my family, especially the, there are times where I can't be with them. And I have a niece and a, and a nephew. They're little. She, uh, he's four. He's five. And she's two. And I'm obsessed because they're so amazing and so cute. And I learned so much. And, and I, I, like this past weekend, it was my sister's birthday. And I couldn't go. They all went on a cruise. And I couldn't go because I had to work. And I was like, fuck, so sad the whole entire weekend because I couldn't be with them and they were all there. And, and that's joy to me. I feel like spending time with family and family, whether it's blood or your friends that become family or your partners that are your family, I just think that's like the greatest joy that, that, we, that we have, honestly. Yeah. I love Hell that yeah. so much. Okay, last word, yeah. ready? I have so yeah. many words, but I think I'm going to go with what does this <coughs> word voice mean to you especially since you're a singer right voice saying something that's what that's what it means to me that we all have that power to 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 talk about things bigger than ourselves and bigger than than uh, our wants and our needs you know that that i'm a strong believer that i was given my talent by god and that it was given to me for something bigger than myself. Like, of course I have my goals and my personal dreams and things that I want to accomplish. But, but then there's always, I feel like we all have, and even if you're not in, in, in the arts or in anything, like we all have the power to uplift others and, and use her voice for good. And, and I think it's necessary that we all know that and that we learn that because sometimes we can be very selfish and we forget that, that we're here for, for a purpose, you know, right. that's Yeah purpose that's another yeah that's actually one of my words you want to say what that means to you wow my purpose i i think it's that means fight like we have to find it you know i feel like music is my thing of choice now my purpose i'm i'm i have i i think i know what my purpose is but i think i'll figure it out as my life goes by that music is just my medium to my purpose, you know, to, to uplifting people and, and sharing things to people and helping them be better. And, and I just think that's, you know, that's like your way you can connect with them. Exactly. That, that everyone has a purpose and it's just a matter of finding it and looking for it. There's a great uh, thing I read that I think it's Revron. Um, I think it's him or one of the people from Rome DNC. That he's like, yeah, music was like my gateway, you know, and like I, I, I was a musician for the longest time and, and all these things and my faith and all of that. But it wasn't until now that now he does, he goes around the world teaching people about health and about veganism. And he's like, music was just my gateway for me to have a platform so then I can teach people about this. Like, this is my purpose, you know, teaching people about their health and how the the food that they're intaking can help or can mess up their health and I love that because I was like wow that's so fucking beautiful and he's like 50 something and he that's when he figured it out you know and like we all have that we just have to like search for it and and figure out the the way yeah like 
Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's uh, Maria Angelou told Oprah, because Oprah was like, I think she was, Oprah was opening up a school and Oprah goes, I think this is my legacy. And then Maria Angelou goes, you don't know. <laughs> you have no idea. What your you have no idea. Like. And so Oprah was like, okay. And it's like yeah. you know, all the people's lives that you touch and you have no idea what our purpose will be. It's like, this is your purpose right now, but like your purpose will continue to evolve. I mean, one day it will be your children. One day it will be your family. Totally. One day it will be helping your children find their purpose or you know maybe your kid god forbid like or whatever like then you know like you know they they grew up with a disability or whatever then that becomes your purpose because you want to bring awareness or you never know like, exactly you, you don't know what it what it comes you yeah. never know like it, like you said like we're so young you know praying for like beautiful healthy children um but you mm -hmm. know like you never you really never know what your life is going to lead you to and it's like same like how you talked about um veganism and being healthy i've realized that health although i never thought it would become such a purpose of mine has become such a purpose of mine to especially like my grandmother you know like seeing that like older people don't understand the concept of eating clean or eating good right. or like she's like oh you know i have high blood pressure or i'm low in iron i'm low in magnesium i'm like well that's because you only eat like pastelitos when you wake up on cafe con leche right. where is the food like and then right you wait till 10 o'clock at night and then you'll have a little cracker. Where was your food? Like, where was your intake? You don't <laughs> right. sleep. Therefore, high blood sugar. Like, that's why you're like, so it's like, I, I'm so glad that I have this understanding of health where I can be like, you need to start incorporating kale. You need to start incorporating this. Like, all of these elements are going to help you live a healthier life. Totally. Yeah. And you never know. All right. Yeah. First, I want to say thank you so much thank for you. taking the time because I know time okay. is so valuable. Like, Anytime someone really agrees to taking their time, it means so much to me that you would take the time to share your voice, to be vulnerable, to be open, to be um, share your fears and all of that and share your process because so many people don't want to share that, right? Like so many people want to keep them to themselves. And so thank you for sharing. Thank I you. I really want to say thank you. Thank you for having me. This was a great talk. I had a lot of fun. Good. Yeah. I'm so yeah. glad. Okay. I want to know where can the listeners find you if they were like, Oh my God, she's super dope. I want to hear her music. I want to connect with her. Like where yeah. can, they find you? can they connect with you? Talk to me everywhere. I'm on Instagram and on Twitter and on Facebook, Manu Manso with a Z. That's at literally all my social medias and you can listen to my music anywhere you want on Apple, on iTunes, on Spotify, on Tidal, on Amazon, literally anywhere you want and find my videos on YouTube and it's cool. Talk to me on Instagram. I love that. That's like the one that I use the most and I love chatting through there. So cool. awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, baby. And there you have it. That was episode 24 with my friend Manu Manso. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. It was definitely such a cool conversation being able to talk about music and passion and understanding that two people can have such similar thoughts through, you know, their relationships with God or their relationship to death and how they overcome that it was just such an interesting conversation to have i hope you guys enjoyed it if you did enjoy this conversation be sure to share it with a friend and give it a nice little review on itunes or whatever platform you are listening through i hope you guys have an amazing day and tune in next tuesday at 5 a.m for the next episode drop episode 25 till next time guys keep shining <laughs>